0: and also protects our clients as well. You can learn more about UpHeal and the awesome work that they're doing in the world uh, by going to sellingthecouch.com forward slash UpHeal. And UpHeal is uh, spelled U-P and then H-E-A-L, all one word. And at checkout, be sure to enter the promo code COUCH25, C-O-U-C-H, and the number 25 to get 25% off your UpHeal plan for the first two months. Hello, hello, welcome to session 311 of Selling the Couch. So this is part two of a solo podcast session. Part one uh, happened two weeks ago. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, uh, be sure to check that out. If you are thinking about creating an online course, I know that many of us may be thinking about that right now in the midst of the pandemic and in a post-pandemic world, whether it's just to diversify our income beyond therapy work or just to feel like we have a bigger message to share and we want to be able to share that in a different way. Uh, Beyond just our geographic area. If all of that sounds awesome and you've been thinking about creating an online course, I just wanted to invite you to download the free A to Z online course guide. Uh, I launched my first online course back in 2015 to a $297 first sale and through a lot of just hard work and uh, a lot of trust in colleagues to purchase the course so we've how had over 275 of our colleagues purchase the healthcaster's podcasting course and I've learned a ton about what it takes to launch, grow, and scale a podcasting course and a course in uh, in general. And uh, that guide just has a lot of helpful information to help you get started. We're also launching something called Online Course School. This is a live cohort experience, so meaning that this isn't like a digital course on courses, although eventually it will have that, but this is more of a live experience where we therapists can gather over the course of six to eight weeks. And what I will do is I will teach you everything that I know about how to launch and grow a successful online course. We'll start with your idea and how to validate your online course. We'll then work through what your lessons and modules and all of those different things will look like. We'll actually take time and and actually do exercises to get those down. We'll come up with your course title and your subtitle uh, in a way that your students are excited to want to purchase that course. And then we'll talk about actually how to record and market your course as well. And you'll be joined with others in community and you'll have an accountability buddy and a bunch of really awesome stuff. And uh, if any of that sounds awesome, I encourage you to download again the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So we'll get right to today's session, as I think this this episode will make a lot more sense. So I As I shared in that episode, I had a pretty recent, pretty big milestone. My Healthcasters podcasting course passed the $300,000 revenue mark, and I was reflecting a lot. I started this course back in 2015. I was reflecting a lot on the course creator journey, and I realized that there are some things that seem obvious, but they're not so obvious. And what I wanted to do was between that last episode from two weeks ago and this episode is share 10 of the things that I've learned as a course creator. So the sort of first five, uh, just so that we're kind of on the same page, is deciding between a skyscraper versus a strip mall. Second, focusing on one marketing channel versus jumping around. Third is just remembering that less is more. Four, trying to be a niche of one. And five, not obsessing with gear, especially initially. Now, sort of the sixth point that I wanted to make is that you know there are a lot of different marketing channels out there and i and, you know when i have a lot of conversations with our colleagues that are moving from the therapist chair to online income specifically creating online courses the one of the most common struggles they talk about is i hey, mel there are so many social media things out there i don't even know where to get started or they say mel i hate social media i have zero desire to be on it what do i do kind of thing right And if that's you, especially in that latter category, I would encourage you to check out webinars and learning to do those really well. And the only reason I say that is we as clinicians, I feel like we're really, many of us are like really good teachers. And the other thing is, as course creators, I think we're really good and natural teachers. And I think webinars lead or are magnify those strengths, because you're essentially presenting something, ideally, what you're presenting is something related to your online course, that is high value, that's genuinely helpful. And at the end of that webinar, or that workshop that you're inviting your potential person who's watching to sign up for your course, right. And it's, it's really nice to just to be able to present something that you're passionate about, or like 60 minutes or 90 qu- minutes and then field questions. And the other kind of benefit of ever, uh, for, of webinars that it's hard on other social media platforms is that basically you can run them as evergreen, right? And then sprinkle in live webinars when needed. So in other words, you can, once you get your feet wet and you've done several of these live webinars, what you can actually do is just, you can actually just do this through Zoom. Just get on like your Zoom account and record yourself. And, and you know, obviously if slides, uh, slides can be really helpful to supplement and and just record yourself and then take that recording and you can use a number of different pieces of software to basically upload that recording uh, as an evergreen webinar. And then students can sign up for that pre-recorded webinar. You can offer a number of dates and times. And the benefit of doing that is, you know, it allows students to sign up for a date and a time that works best for them. I found generally, if you kind of schedule out like three days in advance, it seems to work really well. Beyond that, I think, especially if you're offering them multiple time slots a day. Feel kind of intimidating. Now, there are a bunch of different software programs that allow you to do this. The one that we're using as I record this is called Easy Webinar. And uh, basically, it's exactly what I described. So, you know, you upload this, you know, recording onto Easy Webinar. You create the actual evergreen webinar. You know, Easy Webinar will ask you, you know, do you want to create a live webinar or an evergreen one? You say Evergreen, upload the video, and then they have this step by step, you know, What do you want the title to be? What time slots do you want? And then the other cool thing with easy webinars, you can send like pre and post email sequences. So that's really beneficial when it comes to webinars. Uh, Again, this requires like work on the front end. But the benefit is these email sequences kind of get auto delivered, right? And you can set the schedule as you are as you know, for these students that sign up for the evergreen webinar. So what I would generally recommend, this is probably a whole other episode, but with these evergreen webinars and the email sequences, the beforehand, I would really focus on sharing your story and why you're an expert at teaching what you're teaching. And, you know, of course, doing that with humility and kindness and all of those things. And then usually what I also do is I sort of share data on whatever I'm teaching, like, this is why this topic is important. And this is why it might be worth checking out the webinar and making sure that you can attend live. And then, you know, they get email notifications when the evergreen webinar is about to go live. This is a side note. I've unfortunately seen a couple of, and this isn't like, a you know, I'm, like, I'm better than anyone else or anything like that, but I've just seen it. So I just wanted to kind of point it out. In fact, it's like accountability for me as well. I've seen a couple of our colleagues record these evergreen webinars and then uh, they kind of present it like it's live right? Like, oh, I see a question coming in from whatever, whatever, right? And and the reality is they pre-recorded the whole thing, or it's like a recording of a previous live one, but they don't actually clarify that, hey, this is a pre-recorded webinar. For me, like, I always do that at the beginning of my webinars. I'll say, like, hey, you know, just a heads up, this is a pre-recorded webinar, but I wanted to, like, but please know, I'm going to provide you a lot of really good value. And then at the end of our time, there's going to be time for like a and a And obviously, we won't be able to talk in real time. But what I'm actually going to do is share some of the most, like we've done, you know, 80 of these live webinars. And I'm going to share like the five to seven most common stock points and questions that our colleagues have. So be sure to stay for that as well. Something like that. And then you can just kind of go from there. And so that's sort of the six point webinars have worked really well for me. Seven is, oh, and then just before we go into webinar, so you can basically run also like, you know, add traffic to the Evergreen webinar signup page. And so it's a great way to kind of create a marketing channel that's relatively passive. The seventh sort of tip that I would share is low prices attract higher kickers. Again, when I speak with, this is something I struggle with as a course creator. And I know it's something that a lot of our colleagues struggle with, which is we have done the work when it comes to pricing our therapy services and we can own that, but for some reason that same stuff comes up when it comes to course creation. I recently had three conversations with colleagues who were like wanting to price their course at like a $97 course, like somewhere between a $47 and a $97 course. And I was trying to just tell them like, hey, listen, I know and understand, but You're gonna be doing the same amount of marketing, whether you have a $47 or $97 course as you would a $497 or $997 course. I just think you're gonna be a lot more excited and energized when a $997 course sale comes in and you're gonna want to like over deliver for your students. And then the other side of that is you're gonna be able to reinvest a lot of that more of that money quicker into getting upgrading gear and providing a great experience for future students as well. So I made this mistake with Healthcasters. I initially priced the course at 297 While most of my students were fine, I also attracted some impulse buyers. And this is what I kind of realized with impulse buyers is that they rarely complete the course or they become like customer service headaches. Uh, I've shared this example before, but I'll, I'll share it here. There was somebody who bought the Healthcasters course, uh, I would say about two and a half, three years ago now. And I mean, so I've made like every, like probably every mistake when it comes to course creation. So I went from like, you know, like one-off payments to like a membership model for my course for a season. And at that time, it was a $33 a month investment. And so I saw this person, they signed up for one of my live webinars, they bought the course and there was like an immediate, like a little bit of a red flag, like the Their email address was not like the typical sort of like therapist one. And so, and I looked a little bit more and I was like, oh, and then I came to realize they're like a, like a podcast consultant, but I don't think for mental health providers, they may have just been like general. Essentially what they did was they, and I have a 30 day money back guarantee. And well, when we had the single payment and then when we had the membership, we, you can just cancel whenever. Right. I just didn't have the fortitude to say you got to stick with it for X amount of months, right? And that's something I would recommend if you go a membership model for your online course. But so this person basically, like on the 28th day, they canceled their membership. And I looked at the analytics, and it was really clear, basically, they had watched all the relevant stuff, they downloaded stuff, and they'd basically taken my content, and I don't know how they were going to use it. But So you just sort of attract people like that. Uh, Again, they're kind of one-offs, but they do become like customer service headaches because then I had to decide, like, do I legally pursue this? Like all this kind of stuff, right? And I just have generally found that when you charge higher for your courses, um, you just attract a different type of person. You also attract a person that is generally like more sort of business savvy, that also has the resources to be able to continue to invest into their business. And so them having those resources will generally lead to more success with the online course, with the uh, course that you're teaching. The eighth point related to this is don't compete on price. So you might be really tempted to look around and be like, oh, my colleague who does a similar kind of course to me is selling it at this price. And so I should probably go a little bit lower or at their price or something like that. Well, you'll definitely get students if you compete on like lower prices. I found that I was definitely sacrificing quality of students. Like I wasn't getting the best sort of students. Instead, consider something, consider like one-off or time-limited bonuses, like a group coaching call, a video series or something like that versus offering discounts. The, somebody told me this a number of years ago. I can't believe you. I can't remember who told me. But they said, you know, be the apple in your niche and not like the sort of the Walmart and nothing disrespectful to Walmart. But I think the general idea is, you know, instead of like trying to attract everybody, attract a certain type of person, right? The ninth sort of point that I I would share with you is have an easy way to gather testimonials. So there are a lot of different tools out there. We use testimonial.to. And if you would like to support the blog, uh, that link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash testimonial. And uh, for easy webinar, Jeffrey had to mention a little earlier, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash easy webinar. I've gotten to know Damon, who's the founder of Testimonial here through Twitter out of all places. And the really cool thing is with Testimonial, you can send a simple link or you can hyperlink it to within the course. And then students can decide whether they're going to send a text or a video testimonial. So it's like super beneficial and, and just a, a cool way of looking at things. And then the final thing that I wanted to share with you, and man, this has been a work in progress on my end like no other, which is separate your core success from your self-worth. I you know I wrote in this Twitter thread that I wrote, your, your self-worth is the beautiful and creative soul that you are. Your core sales are what you do comparison is poison focus on being better today than you were yesterday and all of that is true uh, i have found that anytime i have compared my own course success to somebody else it just never measures up and usually it impacts my mood and it just makes and as someone that struggles with both depression and anxiety i have felt like comparison is such poison and ultimately you can use them you can use other courses and other creators, you can cheer on their success and be grateful and happy for their success and see it as a validation for your own course idea. But be sure to not get it to a level where you obsess about their success and then compare your own success against theirs and ultimately pit your how you feel on the inside by what you see on the outside. Again, to wrap up just to review. So first point is webinars have worked really well for me. So we recommend Easy Webinar there are a number of different tools out there. The second point is low prices tend to attract tire kickers. Third point is don't compete on price. Uh, The fourth point is have an easy way to gather testimonials. And the fifth point is separate your core success from your self-worth. And as I mentioned at the very start of this episode and, and last episode, this is actually part of a larger Twitter thread that I wrote that I was so scared to put out there and I didn't realize it would do as well. Uh, it's almost at 500,000 views as I record this. And uh, I have published this actually just under a month ago, as I record this uh, 30 days ago. And it's crazy. So if you're interested in checking out that thread, I would I uh, encourage you to check it out. You can connect with me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash M and then V-A-R-G-H-E-S-E 5. I'll see if I can actually just create a hyperlink sellingthecouch.com forward slash Twitter and you can link to my account. But once you get there, the this thread that I'm talking about is pinned to my very top of my account and there's just some more information. I actually also created a video to supplement that thread and so encourage you to definitely check that out as well. And uh, as we wrap up, You know, if you are in a season where you're like, Mel, I would love to create an online course, and I just want to do that with other therapists, I encourage you to check out Online Course School. This is our live experience for therapists who want to create an online course, but just don't know where to start. And the reason we created this as a live experience as opposed to like a traditional digital one is because the online course creation journey and creating it is, I mean, it's such an act of an act of love, but it is also extremely terrifying. And uh, we felt like having a place where we clinicians can just sort of navigate the things that we have to figure out, we just thought it would be an awesome place. So basically, we'll take your course from an idea, we'll validate that idea, and then we'll create lessons and modules, we'll work on your sales page, we'll show you lots of tips and strategies on how to record quickly and efficiently your online course. And then by the end of the time, you'll be ready for your first paying pilot students. You can learn more about Online Course School over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course school. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye. I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful. Uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way, you can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com dot forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned, right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called online course school. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the core launches is to download again the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.